Hey guys, in today's episode, we will cover why people hate credit card before diving into our stock pick of the week, Starbucks. Welcome to the Ring It to Dollar podcast. I am Nico. And I am Andrew. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the weekly news on the stock market, discussing investment strategies, personal finance, and analyzing stocks. We also have a YouTube channel, and if you haven't checked that out yet, just go to YouTube and search Ring It to Dollar. Welcome back to the Ring It to Dollar podcast, guys. And how have you been, Nico? I can tell that you are not feeling so good today. <laughs> yeah, I've been under the weather today, but otherwise, it's just another week. Mm-hmm. Is, is it because you got under the rain? No, because it's been raining a lot in Malaysia. Yeah, the the weather actually affects because I think like when there's shifts in weather between like hot and cold, mm-hmm. my nose and sinuses tend to act up a bit. So oh. that was exactly what happened today. Like it was hot in the evening and it suddenly started to rain. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Damn. But, I mean, oh. that just happens from time to time. But I guess during the COVID season, it's like a bit more of an added uh, worry in your head, right? You're oh, wondering yeah. if it's a normal flu or what could it be, right? Yeah, but I don't think uh, the COVID sy- symptoms is flu, right? I think it's more coughs and stuff. Yeah, it's more coughs or throats, uh, difficulty breathing and mm-hmm. loss of taste and smell and stuff like that. So mm. far, I can still taste stuff. So <laughs> that's a good sign. Uh, that, that's very important. Uh, a lot of my colleagues, well, the first symptom they had was not being able to taste shit. Mm. Uh, my debate was, were they even cooking anything edible? Uh, <laughs> most of the people can't taste shit because their cooking sucks. But okay, that, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, besides me hating people's food, right? Because I'm mm. a big Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay right? Uh, I like my steak medium rare. Anything above medium, I'm like, uh, I don't want that. You know what else mm. people hate? People in Malaysia at least, right? Uh, or people around me hate credit cards a lot. But let me ask you this, Nico. Do you hate credit cards? No, I I don't. Like I I get the what you're saying as because like it's something that we see all the time mm. that pe- people generally tend to either avoid credit cards or have a negative notion towards credit cards. Mm-hmm. But personally, for me, I think it's a great financial tool, and I think everybody should actually have at least one credit card to their name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do do you have any credit cards of your own? Uh, I got my first credit card. Last year, February. So mm. it's been a while now, actually, since I had my credit card. Uh, but the reason why I wanted my credit card was actually to increase my credit score. Uh, very mm. one, 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 one dimensional at first. Uh, tunnel vision to buy a house and stuff like that. I really wanted to ha- get a high credit score. To to a certain degree, today I I have a above average credit score. But the 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 thing is, I learned that credit cards can do you a lot more later on. Uh, it's actually way more than just building your credit score yeah okay maybe credit score is a big part of it i'm not gonna lie right provided you pay your bills on time you miss one it fucks your whole credit score i'm just gonna tell you that right yeah. you have to pay it on time all the time so what i do is that i i like to park a certain bill like maybe my insurance my maxes bill so um, my phone bill <laughs> for you guys who's not living in malaysia might not know what must what maxes is uh, maxes yeah. is a tele- telco company in malaysia so i like to park it under the credit card and when the bill comes at the end of the month or whatever. I, I'll just pay it off on the first day itself. So like it comes out at 26 usually. On the 27 is fully paid. <laughs> That's mm. all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't uh, carry on too much. Uh, other than that, the credit card that I have is also a cashback card. 
So on weekends, if I oh sorry, on Wednesdays if I go dining or whatever on proper some restaurants selected outlets, I can get a few dollars cash back here and there. So mm. actually, credit cards are a lot more useful than we think, right, Nico? What do you think? Yeah, I agree in the sense that I am. It it's great for for you to be able to stretch your dollar basically, especially if you have like a. Large purchases or you know irregular purchases that are coming in, mm-hmm. so it's a great thing to have a credit card lying around. Because mm. previously, in a few months ago, I, me and my mom and my sister tried to buy something expensive for my dad. It was his birthday, and so I paid using my credit card. And you know, between the date of us collecting the item and the date when it actually was due on my credit card statement was about a month away so mm-hmm. you know in that time frame i could have gotten my salary in and my salary can cover the entire cost of the item yeah so in that sense you know it helps people to stretch between one end to the other end in case they needed the money first but they don't have it yet and their mm-hmm. salary is coming in two days or in a week or two the credit card yeah. can help you to stretch out to the following date uh. yeah but, yeah again why we're saying that you know people generally hate credit cards is because the interest rates <laughs> we, oh, we can't yeah. talk about credit cards without talking about their interest rates uh. if mm. the the main thing about credit cards are a good tool if you use it wisely and you mm. are disciplined in maintaining payments double so, sword, right yeah but if mm-hmm. you don't then it is actually quite uh quite a pain uh, and you will learn the lesson the hard way and you'll be struggling to make the payments after some time yeah. and then also as it as you said earlier it'll affect your credit score so in the future if you want to take other loans you know you might might have some trouble in that sense uh. Hmm. One thing I want to reiterate is that what Nico was trying to say earlier is that many people in uh, many people around the world, not only Malaysia, right, like to use credit card as their emergency fund. Not not certainly the emergency fund that you keep away, right? Like uh, a lot of people, like I know, uh, that when they are lacking, they waiting for the salary within the next three four days, right? Because they just don't want to touch their their hardcore emergency fund, right? They'll yeah. use their credit card first and they'll rebalance uh, something because it's very hard to gauge, right? One day you might be eating outside, and someone just reverses and bangs into your car, and hmm. you might re- need to repaint your boot that costs hundred fifty bucks, right? Hundred fifty bucks is a lot of money, right? Yeah. So you don't want to bring out 150 bucks from your emergency fund, right? You you have that, uh, that that habit that you built around that your emergency fund is like a tabong where you breaks and like a piggy bank when you were you, you were a child, there was like a piggy bank that you had to break to re- take out all the money. Did, did you ever have that, Nico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So your emergency fund is something like that. You never want to open it. Uh, at least this is how I did it. And usually I will just use my credit card and pay uh, for two, three days of uh, expenses. Then I will just uh, balance it back within the next month's salary. Uh, mm. One more thing that I learned why credit card is important is that when you're traveling overseas, um, my parents had this experience where they were traveling to Europe and they wanted the immigration officers actually wanted to see how much money they were carrying. Hmm. my parents at least uh i'm not so sure if this happens to everyone uh, i don't think so but this happened to my parents and my the immigration officer asked my parents whether do you have a credit card because uh, my parents were carrying a fair amount but they were afraid that you know being asian right you might just stay in the country and not return yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there's always a tendency of that right so mm-hmm. the immigration officers was just uh being cautious 
and they asked my parents, oh, do you have a credit card in case of anything uh, going south? You might need some extra money, right? So credit card is great for that. So next time when you're traveling, you never know when a credit card will come in handy. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time also, I, I think it, even if people are scared of credit cards, right, they should um, be aware that, you know, it's actually supposed to be a good tool. It's just a matter of whether they're disciplined enough to maintain the payments. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. It's a good tool to expose you to um, debt facilities or credit facilities, right? So you might not have any experience borrowing money from the bank before. So having a credit card will give you that sort of a experience in a very small and controlled area. Whereas mm-hmm. if, let's say, your first uh, ever exposure to uh, a credit facility is you're getting a housing loan, right? Then you have not had any bad experiences yet and you would have to learn based on your housing loan terms, right? So mm. you wouldn't have realized that, um, oh, if they are charging you a percentage per annum or per month, what's the difference like, mm-hmm. right? If they're charging you, um, the like credit cards also, they have fees, right? You have your yearly fees that you have to maintain. Yep. And then some cards have annual fees on top of the service fees, right? Yep. So... Yeah, it's a good tool for beginners, especially coming out of university or having your first job. It's something that will expose you to, you know, okay, I want to have some sort of connection with the banks and get used to the terms that they throw around and, you know, see what I can do with it. So credit cards are great for that. Yeah. Another thing I want to add on what why credit cards are great, right? Uh, don't tell the banks that you heard it from me. Uh, but credit cards, they actually give you an amazing sign-up fee. So when I signed up for my Citibank credit card, I, I'll tell you guys, right? I got like, I think like 300 ringgit of touch and go. Uh, mm. to credit it to my touch and go account. And for me, that's a lot of money, all right? But obviously, that's TNC. You can't just sign up and then leave it in AF, <laughs> collect dust, right? You have to spend and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's where I practice the habit. Oh, I have to spend maybe like 300 bucks a month, right? Okay, mm. maxes plus PTPTN plus maybe some insurance and it becomes like 350 ringgit. Okay, just enough. Fuck it, I'll just put this here and then I can get the 300 bucks for free. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is what I practice. And at the same time, I can build credit score. So if you guys haven't gotten a credit card, uh, Ask yourself whether you're disciplined enough in the first place or not. Because <laughs> if you're not disciplined, right, it's going to burn you. you. The 300 ringgit will be worth way less than what the bank steals from you. <laughs> right, Nico? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time also, um, I think it's a good habit not to like max out the credit card. Like I think what you're doing is just nice. Mm-hmm. Like you're using it, but you're not using the full capabilities, right? Mm-hmm. So like personally for my card, I think the limit is about 5,000 ringgit. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep my expenses on the card below two thousand a month. I, yep. I I don't want to cross that line. Now. Like it's not that I can't. I can, but personally, I think it's best to just keep it below a certain percentage. Like be, maybe th- maybe you can use up thirty percent of your credit facilities or something like that. And then just make sure that you paid in time, lah, so that you don't get charged the extra interest. Mm. Another habit that I have, right, Nico just to avoid being charged extra, right? I have actually another savings account where mm. sometimes I spend already. I can just transfer this from this savings account to that savings account because I know that is my credit card expenses sa- uh, account. Mm. So every time on the 26, I'll just go to the account. I'll just pull it out, pay it to the bank. And okay, st- end of story. You know? yeah. Because these days, it's not like last time. Last time when you transfer money, you need to pay. 
right mm. from bank to bank or whatever these days you don't have to pay shit it's free yeah 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 exactly. so it's way more affordable way more convenient and stuff like that so you you have many ways to make things work you just have to find mm. out what works for you you know what yeah. works for me might not work for nico what works for nico might not work for you right mm-hmm. at the end of the day dip your toe into the water or whatever or like uh everyone anyone wants to do something you always have to learn first just a learning curve to everything right nico yeah yeah mm. yeah but, but speaking of learning right why not we learn about starbucks tonight nico yeah let's go so it's time for a segment we call stock pick of the week do note that this is neither a buy nor a sell call for these stocks but rather an open discussion if you would like us to cover a specific stock DM us on Instagram at ringgit to dollar underscore, and we'll line it up in following episodes. So, for this week's stock pick of the week, we'll be covering Starbucks. Now, Starbucks, I think, needs no introduction, especially to any millennial or you know people of our age, right, Andrew? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, everybody would have known or at least tasted some Starbucks in their time. Are, are you a fan of it? Uh, <laughs> I'm too cheap to be a fan of Starbucks, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I I drink coffee um on a daily basis, but I tend to just buy the um you know Nescafe uh jar, and then I just make my own cup. So it cost me maybe about two ringgit per cup or something like that, or one ringgit sixty cents somewhere there. So mm-hmm. comparing that to like a Starbucks of fourteen dollars or fifteen dollars, that's like no way. That's even in my budget, uh. But yeah, are you a coffee drinker? I don't think you were. No, right? back in college also, I never really drank coffee, right? Unless yeah. I was like a super hot paper, then I would drink your coffee, your coffee. I'm emphasizing <laughs> that because I was just like, Nico, can I have one? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not really a coffee drinker. So whenever I went to Starbucks, uh, back then with my friends or whatever, which is almost very very rare occasion yeah. um i would have this one drink called chocolate chip i think that's the only drink that i drink and it's not mm. even coffee so i think people that are starbucks fan are coffee fans today please don't hate on me uh your boy likes chocolate this more than coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah but selling coffee is actually quite an interesting business segment because like coffee beans are one of the most highly traded commodities in the world like i think next to oil so mm-hmm, okay it's quite it's quite a worldwide entity almost like it can be found in any country you go to so people are drinking coffee even though those coffee beans uh originate very far from them right mm-hmm. coffee beans are found in countries like ethiopia and um some other african countries as well or south american countries are popular for coffee beans as well but you know everywhere you go people drink coffee Right? Mm, it's I actually like an addiction. <laughs> I actually had an uh, opportunity to drink some weird uh coffee that someone one of the animals shit and then it tends to become okay. a good coffee. I can't remember yeah. what what coffee it, beca- it was. I, Luwak coffee, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luwak coffee, yeah. Yeah. And apparently it's expensive because it's hard to get them to shit. I don't know. <laughs> like just make them shit. No, uh, no, it's not hard to make them shit. It's they claim that this animal which is like some sort of uh ferret or mm-hmm. a fox kind of animal right yeah it apparently picks the best coffee beans to consume so like that's the reason why it's expensive because of the animal not so much of making it shit oh, okay okay so it shit's pretty often lah 
it shits often it's just that it's expensive oh, okay. because they have to raise and keep the animals healthy and then of course from the coffee beans that they bring in this animal will pick and choose which is the best smelling or whatever la. i don't oh. know la. i've never tried it how was it like what was the experience like uh obviously in the back at the back of my mind i was eating shit <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't really enjoy it. My parents uh, said it was fucking amazing. It was okay. at Indonesia, by the way. So right. uh, I don't know, man. I just man, that's just eating shit, bro. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> for that, man. I don't even drink normal coffee. And they were like, "You have to try this. It's it's in the package. You paid for it." And I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck. Okay, fine. I'll have one." And uh, honestly, it tasted like coffee. It didn't taste like shit, of course. Mm. But at the, at the back of your head, you know, your mind's playing games on you. So yeah. 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 If you have the opportunity to try it one day, I think you'll like it because everyone likes it except obviously me because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, they probably clean all the beans and stuff like that, lah. But that's it. Still plays in your head, lah. Like you know where it comes from and what was the process involved. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. But besides that, also, I mean, we have some friends actually in the coffee business, and I think we can give them a shout out. The people oh, at yeah. uh, Blue Antler Coffee. Mm. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're selling coffee out of uh, Malaysia and KL, and pretty decent. I've I've tried a few cups myself as well. And if anybody's interested, you can try and find them on Instagram at Blue Antler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, I saw them as well. Uh, pretty bunch of uh, cool guys. Well, I never really tried the coffee primarily because I don't drink the coffee. Hopefully, they don't hate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but okay, let's get back to Starbucks. I can probably run us through the revenues, right? and the financials of the company so over the last five years right starbucks has been doing well i would say they have been growing consistently over the last five years except for in 2020 which mm-hmm. should be expected uh, because of you know the covid pandemic and stuff like that but yeah. otherwise in terms of margins they're doing about 60% in terms of gross margin which is high but it's expected because the coffee business actually has really high margins Okay, but of course, in the expansion and having physical stores and stuff like that, what what comes out on the opposite end is about you can say about ten percent per year in terms of net margins. Ah, oh, that's not too bad actually. Yeah, that's that's decent, and I mean the the branding and marketing of Starbucks, right? It's almost unparalleled. Ah, I don't think we've seen any other chain, right? Yeah, especially in a non fast food area that grew as fast. Or yeah. as wide as Starbucks did, and primarily, of course, like I said earlier, it's based because everybody drinks coffee, right? And Starbucks was one of the companies to put a face to coffee, so it became the yeah, brand. Yeah, but for then coffee, uh, right? uh, back then we had other com- uh, other companies as well, like Coffee Bean. If I'm not mistaken, is worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Right, but they just never got to take off like Starbucks did. Starbucks must be doing something great yeah. down there. That's true, and it has a lot to do with the branding, the pricing, as well as the um, own coffee. Because I think the the history of Starbucks, right? It actually started out as these guys who um, wanted to make just coffee powder, mm-hmm. and so they started out doing just that. They would buy uh, roasted coffee beans, premier roasted coffee beans get them crushed, get them packaged, and then promote them to cafes. And then slowly from there, they started like, okay, you know what? We should actually start doing cafes. And then they made their own 
Starbucks mm-hmm. cafe and then they made the whole atmosphere and the ambience of sitting in a cafe give it the whole premium feel right and yeah. i think that just caught on really well with the market that they were trying to penetrate like, which was like business people people with meetings to go to to socialize and stuff like that so it moved really well because starbucks is as a company it's a premier roaster marketer and retailer of specialty coffee specialty coffee and currently they're in about 83 different markets uh. they were formed in 1985 which was a long long time ago but to withstand the test of time and to still be continuing to expand that's i think uh, hats off to them on that aspect mhm guys honestly starbucks has been bigger than ever before i think starbucks today is definitely bigger than starbucks 10 years ago and 10 yeah. years ago maybe they were pretty stagnant from 10 years before right yeah but yeah uh, for sure the thing is i think uh, one thing where people enjoy starbucks also where uh, is back then when we were in colleges or right? college colleges we mm. we only had, could afford to go to one college all right <laughs> but <laughs> uh when we were in college uh people actually like going to starbucks to study right yeah Re- regardless whether we can debate like, whether they studied or not that that's uh, <laughs> the whole other topic but people like going to starbucks to just feel premium to feel like they're different from everyone else because like if you're an average kid you probably go to mcdonald's and that's where yeah. we went <laughs> so yeah True. okay go on i mean yeah i mean exactly for students it's like you know aircon mm-hmm. you have uh sockets you if you go to a mama shop you're not going to find a socket yeah right? definitely so yeah. even if you do so i've been to certain mamas that actually charge you for charge charging your items holy like, shit they actually have one one or two tables that have outlets mm-hmm. but it's written there like if you want to charge is one ringgit or two ringgit but per half hour or something like that holy <laughs> shit so dude. like comparatively if you were to go to a starbucks you can just you know sit there for hours on end enjoy the ambience the aircon electricity and mm. wi-fi as well right yeah back then it was free wi-fi for the entire day but these mm-hmm. days they actually charge you uh for a certain hour let's say if you buy the wi-fi right you buy a drink right your wi-fi is accessible for like four hours and then you have to buy another drink <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, anyways, back to Starbucks. Um so they have a lot of locations, right? And from what I was reading, in total what they have is 51% of the outlets are company operated stores, whereas 49% are licensed stores. Okay. And this is a big difference in comparison to our previous analysis on McDonald's, right? McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. McDonald's they're doing about 7% is company operated whereas um over here you're looking at 51% company operated. And the main difference is the fact that McDonald's is running it as a franchise whereas um over here um Starbucks is running it as a licensed store. It's it's different because they do not do the same things that are required in a franchise in terms of owning the land and stuff like that. So okay. generally, licensed stores will have lower gross margins and they will have higher operating margins, right? Because they will have to pay fees and royalties towards the company, towards Starbucks, right? but mm-hmm. otherwise licensees are responsible for the operating costs and capital investments in the beginning and to get the whole operation set up it will fall under the licensee whereas as we remember from um 
McDonald's, it's slightly different. The agreement is different. You get uh, your franchise license first, that one you have to pay for, and then the location will be paid for by McDonald's, whereas you are in charge of you know paying for the machines and the facilities inside. So that's one of the biggest difference in terms of the stores that are in McDonald's and the stores in Starbucks in that only 7% of outlets are owned by McDonald's, whereas for Starbucks, 51% of them are company owned and operated. Yeah. And but this, this, yeah. this, these two companies are actually a whole different business model, right? Yes, correct. Uh, one of it is selling food and beverage. Uh, the other one is, oh, you can't, to a regular guy, it's also food and beverage, fast food, right? But yep, more, yep. more with their real estate company. I, I don't believe Starbucks is a real estate company, right, Nico? They don't no, own no. the lands, right? No, no. They are just primarily on uh, beverages and food and others. And by others, they basically mean, you know, the Membership coffee right beans now? and oh, the okay. um, Starbucks accessories, right? Like if you walk into any Starbucks, you have like a wall of these um, tumblers, um, uh, drink mugs. Yeah, the mugs, right? The mugs the are fucking expensive. Ass, you know, all of those stuff, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that's what they mean by other. So in total, about 75% of their revenue comes from beverages alone. So okay. you know that everybody that goes into Starbucks, three out of four people are buying drinks only. Yeah, that's what you can say from that. Whereas the food only makes up for about 10% of the total revenue. In Like, you know, they always have cakes or they might have these... Uh, croissants or whatever other foods that yeah. they have on display it only makes up about 10% of their entire revenue but otherwise what else can we say about Starbucks hmm? mm, I would say probably the cult behind it uh, I think it's a cult <laughs> behind it honestly uh, yeah. no offense but I think a cult is good honestly if I want if I want to invest in a company I want to see a cult I invest in Tesla because there's a cult behind it I invest in Apple mm. because there's a cult behind it right if I yeah. want to invest in anything I want to see a cult but I think also they sell very well the accessories no Nico? yeah yeah they do because of again the branding uh, because people still buy their tumblers people make a collection out of their tumblers and stuff like that just to you know what the hell is spring. a tumbler? a tumbler is um it's a container okay. to put your drink in. That's all it is. So, you know, like, if let's say people like you and me, we just go into Starbucks maybe once in a year, right? Oh, when we go up to the counter, they will give us a paper cup, right? Ah. They will give our drink in a paper cup or in mm-hmm. a plastic uh, yeah. recyclable cup, right? Yeah. Whereas the tumbler is actually a reusable plastic or sometimes metal container. So can I tell them to put it in my tumbler straight away? Do they do that? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what people do. Like people who go to Starbucks often, they usually buy their tumbler and then they just bring it to the store. So whenever they buy another drink, they just hand over the tumbler to the counter and then they will fill it up for them. Damn, you know what I was thinking? I thought Tumblr like the sharing photo website, dude. No, 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 no. no. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, okay, yeah. no wonder. Okay, understandable. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people actually do collect these tumblers. So every time they have like a Christmas design or a autumn design or something like that, right? They do generate some level of sales because, you know, people have this attachment to these items. Now. They like to just carry it around, even though it's filled with plain water because they can't, they know they can't afford to go and buy <laughs> tumblers every day. But it's, it's sort of that flex of, you know, carrying a branded 
appearing mm-hmm. item lah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. All right. I I never owned a tumbler. I have a an insulated water, uh, which I I feel pretty premium already, right? Insulated water bottle, mm. but I don't think I can afford a tumbler. I I I believe it's expensive just because they slap a Starbucks logo on it. Yeah. 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 But besides that, we can probably take a look at their balance sheet, right? And I think most of the things look normal, lah. Like cash is growing, but I mean, of course, it goes up and down in terms of maybe they made some acquisitions in the previous years. But something that stands out to me is that their total shareholders' equity is in the negative and has been negative for the past two years. So. Okay. Total shareholders' equity is, if you're not familiar with, it's actually total assets minus total liabilities. Uh-huh. So when you see that total shareholder equity is negative, that basically tells you that the company has more liabilities than it has assets. Ah, that's and bad. And so in the past two years, um, Starbucks has been in the negative, and I mean. So the the thing about this right is it's a give and take sort of a scenario. Like you will mm-hmm. actually have to go in depth and find out why these why? liabilities are negative, not yep. negative. Uh, why this shareholder equity is negative, and then only you can determine whether or not it's a good bad. thing or a bad thing, oh, right? Yeah. Right. So in if you take a look at uh Starbucks, right? In recent years, they have been piling on debt quite a bit. So we're talking about from three billion, actually four billion dollars. Of long-term debt in 2017, and in 2020 it's at 14 billion dollars. So over the years they've been piling on a lot of debt, and I think this involves their expansion plan and stuff like that, lah. But when you see this, then then it becomes a red flag, right? The total shareholder equity being negative is not a direct red flag. Like you will still have to go and look into the positions and why is it happening, right? This company again, we we know that you know they don't really hold the locations of the licensed stores. So half of the not half lah, forty nine percent of the stores they don't actually own the land which is on. So that means they don't have those considered as assets, right? Mm-hmm, okay. So in that sense, um, you you can understand why perhaps the assets are not as high as their liabilities for the time being, and also. It's hard to say whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, because we really have to go and see what are they actually spending on. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, but Starbucks actually has been doing a lot of expansion to try and get things online. Because the Starbucks that we know of is basically the cafe, you know, the drive-through right? and whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then now what they're trying to do is push up the Starbucks app and the online payment system, the online wallet and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So. If that's where the money is going, then maybe you know it's you can close one eye. But if that's not where the money is going, then you should be quite worried, lah. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. I actually been to a couple of Starbucks before, and they actually offered me the, the car, Starbucks payment card. Hmm. Uh, they said that it's free. It's okay. I I insisted that I didn't want it because <laughs> I'm not a fan of Starbucks, right? They're probably just wasting a card, and I'll never use it. I insisted I didn't want it, and they said it's okay. You can just top up and then buy a, a coffee that's cheaper in the future. You can get some points and stuff like that. Yeah. So what what I think they want to do is that people can lock in their money in there, right? Like let's mm-hmm. just say like like people like me or you, mm-hmm. uh, put in hundred dollars, right? And we don't use it all, and then they have more credits to play with. 
can I say credit? I think I can say credit because like, let's just say if I put in 100 ringgit, right? Suddenly I got 100 ringgit into my bank account and I can mm. use 100 ringgit to invest or to get more returns or do whatever I want. Is, is that risky? Yes. But is that what companies usually do? Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We have to see what company they are. But mm. yeah, I, I think that's one way that they can get extra money. And yeah. a lot of people, uh, when they have one card, they lose a card and they, the money inside gets burned. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's me, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, if, if we're talking about um, their cash positions, also they've been burning quite a lot of cash in recent years. Uh, so, for those of you considering to invest into starbucks right you should really take a look at their financials and try to pinpoint where exactly the money is going and whether or not it's worthwhile spending right because mm-hmm. some companies all i mean all companies do spend money but some companies are just literally burning money away whereas other companies are taking very calculated risks which will pay off in a specific time period so if you're looking at starbucks you have to understand that you know they are quite attached to their retail location, right? And for them to try and push to get online, what exactly can they do to drag people to purchase items online? Because we know, as I mentioned earlier, 75% of their sales come from the sale of beverages, meaning that either somebody has to come to the store or you have to send a delivery rider or something like that to the store still to collect their drink, right? Yep. or perhaps maybe what they can do is start I think I believe they ch- started in China they call it Starbucks now or something like that where it's not really a physical store you can walk into but rather it's just a place to collect orders and then send out by riders so if that's something that they are doing then probably it's a good idea I would say because in that sense the location is probably a non-prime location so rental is cheap and they're not wasting space for people to sit down. The entire space is being utilized for storage, warehousing, and as well as you know making the drinks, right? So yeah. it's a highly efficient use of space. So if maybe that is something that they're spending the money on, maybe it might be worthwhile for the future. But otherwise, you know, you really should try and find out where the money is going. Mm-hmm. And right now, we it, it's so unclear where the money is going, right? Mm. And if they continue to go negative, 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 I mean, I have no doubt that the brand is amazing. <laughs> Shit, the brand is amazing. Like, they can do whatever they want. They they have a cult behind it. They're like Apple, right? They can sell you literally shit coffee. I, I don't mean luwak coffee, right? I, like <laughs> shit coffee and people still buy and say it's amazing. Yeah. Like, they can do whatever the hell they want. And I, when I was working part-time at, uh, at a mall, I had opportunities to taste a lot of coffee. Um, mm. Maybe I'm just not a coffee fan, but there were some drinks that were really good. Like uh, one drink that was really good. And then there was like five, maybe. It was absolute dog shit. Like mm. it was like super bitter or it's just like, how do I say this? Pahit is bitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bitter. And uh, maybe I just don't like it. Maybe it's not for me, right? Every 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 coffee has a different demographic, I think. Like maybe mm. you like sweet coffee. Uh, my parents might like dark, dark coffee, right? Everyone has a different kind of thing. But mm. if they keep going negative and negative and negative, that's not a good sign for the company, right, Nico? Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's not that they're negative in terms of profits, you know. They're still a profitable company. So yeah, yeah. 
they're they're doing well in that sense but mm-hmm. they're burning a lot of money for some reason and that's something that everybody will have to pinpoint before you consider investing in this company because as much as the company is making if they have a hole in the ship it's going to sink someday <laughs> <laughs> like no i mean for real uh, like <laughs> you might be the fastest ship in the world you might you know be able to get from point a to point b very efficiently but if there's a hole at the bottom you're going to sink <laughs> i can't believe i just heard that <laughs> I mean, it makes sense it makes yeah. sense it makes a lot of sense but, uh, but uh, at the same time maybe i'm the captain and i want to throw the ship at the water out of the overboard you know like get the water out but that's not going to work because ships the uh, water is going to get filled up anyways and it's soon it'll be a titanic Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean in recent years also they've seen a lot of shift between their company owned and uh licensed stores, you know. So I think maybe they might be seeing that it would be better to put the risk more onto the licensee rather than take on the risk themselves with their com- company operated stores. Yeah. Because that's idea. again exactly what McDonald's did, right? Yeah. Push it to the franchisee, let them have the headache and we just collect money at the end of the day. <laughs> So in recent years I think in 2018 2019 they shift quite a lot of stores from um from being company owned they shifted it to becoming a licensed store instead. Mm, so, I think that's yeah. a brilliant idea. Uh, you don't want to take on the risk, right? Like I I don't know if I, I was Starbucks I'd probably be like you want my name okay cool I give you the platform that my, I have the biggest brand uh, of mm. coffee in the world right yeah. but I'm not going through the risk that you're going through. Hey, you might be a shit entrepreneur, right? I mm-hmm. don't know. So you take the risk. I'm just going to collect a royalty from you. That's fine by me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should really expand into that segment and as well as I think probably work with other businesses to see how they can cater well for it because it's not an economical brand. Uh, we all know that, right? Oh, they, everything is quite premium. And mm-hmm. so, of course... these kind of brands they won't really lower their price for their items because they believe that you know they are of premium quality and you know our price is right it's just the customer that is wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. we need to find the right customers and service them but at the same time you know how long can you keep it up right because if you're talking about technology like if you're talking about apple just now you mentioned or maybe something like tesla right then mm-hmm. you can they can demand whatever price they want people are still going to buy it because it's the best technology out there yeah right and when a new phone comes up they just drop the price again and again people are still going to buy it because it is the best technology out there but yeah. in terms of coffee what more can you change from you know the, the cup of coffee you bought in 2015 and the cup of coffee you bought in 2020 what can possibly change the parent the parent will choose a better coffee to shit out <laughs> no but i i oh, i told my dad this one thing um what makes a company great is the mm. software that they sell um yeah. a lot of companies right um where like we say apple and tesla right they can always put the price that they want Right, mm. because the software is great, like you said. Uh, my dad and I was looking for TV for a couple of weeks now, and we unfortunately went into a bad buy over. A, we wanted to skim on some some cash, right? Get a mm. good deal, and we thought we were getting a steal. And when we brought in, the software was shit, and the the quality was shit. The hardware wasn't bad. When I took a look at the hardware, it's like like 1080p, great great deal, mm. right? Where, yeah. But when we look at the software, right, it's just so unusable. It turns off by itself. 
right now, right, today, I think companies are more valued on their software. Like, if we look at Apple and Samsung, right? Are you going to tell me that Samsung's hard, uh, Apple's hardware is better than Samsung? Most likely not, right? Hmm. Samsung's camera is uh, better. There's Huawei's P30, which can zoom until the neighbor's uh, showers or something like that. And you can see it crystal clear. Uh, hmm. that, that's better. Um, the batteries of iPhones, I won't say that it's amazingly good compared to Samsung, but it's more optimized. Why is it better? It's because the, the operating system is optimized for that phone. And therefore, it doesn't drain as much battery. So, yeah. a lot of companies like Tesla and all, right? What makes Tesla better than another EV company is because of their, their FSD, right? Full self-driving mm-hmm. feature. That is where the money is. Now you tell me, what software is Starbucks offering in their cup of coffee? <laughs> it's 5G chip, lah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... But I, I don't think Starbucks will go bust, lah, honestly. I think they're a big brand. They, they, they will be there. How, how much are they worth? $130 billion, Right? Mm, that, yeah. That's a fucking big company, bro. You're not going to make $130 billion go missing in one day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're not, tr- we're not trying to say that, you know, the company is just going to close shop overnight and, you mm. know, disappear in the dark or what. It's yeah. just that, you know, as an investor and, you know, as an entrepreneur maybe or as a business person when you study businesses you need to look at you know what is going on how did this company come up how did they grow and what are their future plans right so when you see a company bleeding in cash and then um they're having uh, more liabilities than they have assets that shows a bit of signs of you know something is going on on the inside but what is going on that's something you have to figure out and then again, you also have to figure out who are their customers, what is their market base, and what is the trend. Is the mm-hmm. trend still going to accept premium priced coffee in the future, or is that something that could change in the future? Yeah. What other selling points do they have besides just you know the Starbucks experience? Mm-hmm. What, what are the modes that they have, right? Yeah, what is exactly. their economical mode? Like we know a lot of brands like Apple, they have an, an economical mode. Tesla has an economical mode. Even our very own Gunting has an economic mode, right? Yeah. In Malaysia, Gen M, they, mm-hmm. they are the only one that has legal rights to hold a casino license. That's an economical yeah. mode. What is Starbucks economical mode? I cannot think of one. Maybe I'm not a coffee drinker. Again, I'm not a coffee drinker. Maybe that's why I'm fucking deluded or whatever. But mm-hmm. is there a mode that you can think of right now, Nico? It's pri- purely just their branding as well as their, you know, logistics, like I would say, because mm-hmm. of how long they have been in the business. They have strategic relationships with not only um, coffee bean farmers, but also manufacturing facilities, transporting facilities. So, of mm-hmm. course, they still have that claim of premium coffee. But the, my issue with it is like, you give anybody two cups and you just say one is premium one is non-premium and tell them to taste right it's quite hard even like i myself i don't think i can tell a difference like there's a lot of differences like um again a shout out to blue antler coffee um Mm -hmm. i tried their coffee right and i noticed it's different from nescafe like the one that i'm usually drinking because Mm -hmm. of the aromas but in terms of taste i couldn't differentiate which is i would pay for more you know, mm. like whether I would pay more for theirs or whether I would pay more for Nescafe, I couldn't tell because to me it's like, eh, it's just about the same. So yeah, 
in that sense like their mode is primarily stuck within their branding and how they have grown over the years to become the mainstream coffee but yeah if people you know start to move towards their own brewing because you see also one of the trends i've re- seen in recent years right is people are now at home making their own coffee and i'm not talking about that dalgona coffee lah <laughs> that's just <laughs> that was just a down thing lah but mm-hmm. otherwise like the sale of you know those coffee making machines yeah has been increasing over the years and i see people having it in their own houses people are buying coffee grinders and stuff like that so if people are not going to be going out and buying coffee and they're just making coffee at home you know how does this play into starbucks future plans what are they doing besides selling coffee are they making acquisitions of companies that are you know having different revenue sources for me mm. right now i've been looking through it and i can't quite see any noticeable acquisitions that you know gives a substantial revenue boost so far it's primarily they just maintaining on the sale of their drinks and their coffee beans and their products yeah do you think I that's mean, a dangerous thing for these kind of companies or do you think like because okay my the point i'm trying to get from you is do you think companies should stay in line with what they're doing or do you think companies should branch out mm, and try different things okay uh i can't remember i actually i, I like this question i had this in my head um hmm. i can't remember one of the real estate company in malaysia uh they okay. wanted to go into gloves do you remember which company was it nico was it satya group no 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 it was one of the real estate group in malaysia they wanted to go into gloves okay and okay. they wanted to venture out into gloves why because gloves was being uh growing a lot last year right and they were planning to start gloves in around now and they were setting up their factories around the oh, massing, massing. massing yes massing yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. so they, they, they're going to set up a factory uh, around top glove uh, hatalega and all they wanted to venture into glove company so my my concern was right hey you don't have experience in that right mm. y- your whole business model was real estate you will know where to buy the glove com- glove kilang and pl- i mean the glove warehouse and the um, uh, factory to place at because mm-hmm. you're great at that that's 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 your forte but in terms of getting the shit done right and we yeah. know gloves and all are sensitive because they are health products right you have to get certain licenses you have to reach a certain standards you can't just sell any gloves and sell it to the hospital right it might not be approved by the fda or whatever mm-hmm. so Going back to Starbucks, should they venture out from their business model or try on something new? Not venture out completely. Obviously, they still have to sell their coffees because that's what they're known for. Yeah. Um, I would like to see that, but I will also be cautious because right now, then they will have to do well in both sectors, right? Mm. Let's just say if I do very well in Starbucks today, and let's just say I venture out fifty percent into another business. Let's just say, uh, probably. Any idea? Dildo manufacturing. Let's just say you use dildo <laughs> manufacturing, right? So, fifty uh, percent toy toy manufacturing, fifty percent uh, cups uh, F and B, right? Mm-hmm. If I make uh, make one million this year and I lose one million on my toy manufacturing, that makes me lose me at zero dollars, mm. and that's just bad. I generally don't want to see them venture out too much because I believe that they should just really know how to improvise within their capabilities and. their expertise because that's who they are right yeah. but at the end of the day 
a lot of companies are venturing out to do different things. Apple's trying to launch an Apple car from an, a phone, right? Mm. But what are they doing? They're still doing technological stuff. If uh, Starbucks are going to continue in their industry, I think it's not that bad. But if they're going to suddenly develop a Starbucks car, right? I'll be worried, okay? Mm. <laughs> I'll be very worried. <laughs> so yeah, what about you, Nico? Do you, do you think it's a good idea? Yeah, like for me, right? The way I see it is I, I like businesses which branch out close to their peak mm-hmm. right so that means whenever you start a company i believe you know you should pour your heart and soul into it and yep. stick to just doing what you are meant to be doing and what you are, have been focusing on so whatever your is your specialty that's what you do right mm-hmm. so my belief is that you know they should continue to grow and expand within that segment until they have reached a point where money is not an issue the company is now cash rich and you know in the business is almost running on its own almost automatic right then mm-hmm, i believe yeah. it's actually time for companies to you know it's time to try new segments and see what we can do besides this because those are the kind of companies right that will last through lifetimes companies that don't stay in just one segment if you talk about companies that stay in one segment right it's it's hard the company's life cycle might not be as long as compared to if they were diversified. Yeah. Like, I mean, we are investors. We know that diversification guarantees safety, right? Yeah. And when you play safe, generally you will last longer in the entire um, market, <laughs> so mm-hmm. to say. So in that sense, that's where my, my belief is, uh, like, I think Starbucks would have hit their peak a few years ago, actually, when they were massively expanding, probably in 2015, 2016, they were actually quite at the peak and they would have been cash rich as well. So I would have wanted them to, you know, try different things then at that point of time. Not when, you know, things are going just over the hill and starting to roll down, then you want to try and jump into a new segment. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're already bleeding cash in your specialty segment how are you going to explore and develop things while you're already rolling downhill? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my, my mentality for businesses is, you know, when the going is good, um, don't be too comfortable in your segment. Definitely. Try and branch out and see what else you can be doing mm-hmm. and try to make it out of the current scope so that if the current scope is affected, then, hey, you have something else to lean on. Mm-hmm. So, like, exactly from the, even the last episode, we covered Foot Locker, right? Again, it's, they were always just doing regular shoes, you know, school shoes, leather shoes, work boots. And then they were thinking, you know what, we need to branch out. We need to start a sportswear department. And it turns out everything else died except the sportswear department. Yeah. And so, it doesn't have to be a whole new branch, right? It, yeah. they're still, they still made shoes at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like how iPhones, they, they were making, making iPhones. They had iPads, they had watches, they, they kept innovating and built a circle, a system, right? Mm. So, Starbucks, I really cannot think how they can build a system, Nico. I mean, they, can, they could have moved into this whole work from home experience, you know, like when the, the, the rise of these um, workspaces, what do they call it? Uh, um, you know, you know, um, up, not Upwork, is it Upwork? I have no idea, Nico. The the ones where they you rent a shop lot and then, I yeah. mean rent rent a space and then you sit there and work for like the whole day or something like yeah, that, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could have tried some sort of business model in that sense, you know, because you already have so many outlets around. 
all they have to do is just start buying the outlet right next to the current outlet and then you can rent out the adjacent facility to be this kind of facilities so people can actually use it as a workstation like mm. the current cafe is not really set up to be work friendly la. it's you know it's still a cafe at the end of the day yeah yeah true it's something they could have tried but they didn't so now whether it's too early or too late for them to try anything is not for me to say la. but for me to get invested in this kind of company i would have wanted to see them try maybe three years ago in terms of expansion in different areas of uh, business yeah you know but i don't think it's too bad la. i don't think uh, we're yeah, wrapping yeah. up right right now uh i would like to wrap up first i don't think starbucks is not it's, it's a bad company i think it's a great company uh i won't say great la. okay it's an okay company great companies mm. tesla in my opinion hashtag bias <laughs> but um i think it's an okay company because they are innovating in some sort um they do innovate their drinks right and mm-hmm. when you have a new drink people usually go crazy over the new drink uh, that do happen right and then once it starts to die out they will release a new flavor and people go crazy again and then that dies out again right yeah. so that do happen and then they have their flagship drinks like probably i don't know like your black coffee or whatever nonsense so and my chocolate mm-hmm. chip right that my ever loyal chocolate chip right yeah. so but i also see them innovating like you say they have this uh, cash payment system and we know a lot of people wants to go into the cash payment system mm-hmm. uh, even alipay has their own cash payment system or razer you know razer the gaming peripherals yeah, right yeah, they have yeah. razer pay right a lot of companies have their own pay system but starbucks their pay system is not like everyone's uh, wallet right it's not like an e wallet thing you, you can just re- use it within your it's like a uh disney coin disney cash remember nico <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's exactly the like that financial crisis of disneyland yeah so they, they have a, their own ca- currency right so uh, starbucks is probably having their own currency as well so is that good yeah. or bad i don't know but again you see like that could have been another business segment that they could have hit out headed out into you know like they could mm-hmm. have been developing you know a uh, e-wallet or something like that not yeah. an e-wallet la, like a payment system yeah, la. payment system la, basically yeah. so that you know other websites can be using their payment gateway as well instead mm-hmm. they just chose to you know what um we're just going to keep the money within ourselves and you know have a wallet for our users only and yeah it's a missed opportunity la, i would say but like again like andrew saying it's not a bad company like this is just me being biased because you know i couldn't afford a coffee <laughs> um <laughs> no I, i'm not i'm not upset about that or anything like i'm just saying that you know i i'm purely based on financials and i try to read the financials like a book and tell you the story of what i see right and but as a, from an investor's point of view if you had invested in this company you would have done great over the years lah i mean in the last 10 years they did what 500% mm that's in a lot of last, money in the last 5 years or so they did about 100% in the last yeah. one year they did 30% so it's not a bad investment and again like we all know the stock and the business are two different things yes correct so the business might be rotting from within but it might still push up another 100% before you know analysts start to pull it down mm, look at gamestop so, 
what's brewing brewing so not so not what is brewing within might not affect the actual stock stock price uh. so you as an investor you can make your own decisions and choose whether or not you want to get involved uh. hmm, i think the company is great lah. um whether they will continue to grow at this rate i'm not so sure nico do you think they will continue to grow at this rate i mean again it's purely based on market sentiments uh. Starbucks mm-hmm. is the, their stock performance is purely going to be based on their brand you know mm-hmm. unless some some outlet gives out massive food poisoning or some shit right I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to affect the stock much uh. the stock is just going to carry on or perhaps if like they have some debt issues you know then maybe it will shake the stock up a bit uh. otherwise yeah. I think the stock will just keep rolling forward because everybody knows it as a popular brand and people's assumptions is that nothing is going to happen to this company mm, mm. that's a very bad thing okay when you when you assume that nothing's going to happen something will happen yeah. uh, one thing that I want to share right because you said nothing's going to happen right mm. the people in China right this is mm. I did a lot of Chinese research okay so <laughs> I want to share this guys with you I just want to share this with you guys okay the people in China the only the only real investment they have in China is the real estate uh, business okay the real estate investment everyone mm. in China only invest in real estate and everyone in China as any Tom Dick and Harry okay you ask them whether they invest in real estate or what it kind of investment they have they think is profitable and always say real estate and wh- what they have in their head is right the real estate will never depreciate in price hmm. and everyone re- invests in real estate what happens is that it, it will continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and now they have a shit ton of ghost cities right and people just pays a higher price and a higher price and all it takes is just one small misstep by one company and boom something's going to happen now is mm. the market crashing in china not yet but there is a possibility of a crash so we cannot always think that something is safe right mm. starbucks is it safe i would ne- i would never say any stock is safe is tesla safe never i, I would never say it's safe but it's up to us how you want to view the company lah. That, that's all I want to say yeah. yeah the only stock I think is safe is just buy Berkshire Hathaway lah. Mm. <laughs> I think yeah. it's it's not really shakeable as long as those two guys are around lah. yeah the but they're thing. also pretty old already that's a problem yeah but <laughs> you know, that's a problem huh? that's a problem lah. <laughs> if they were t- 30 years old ah, okay pretty safe <laughs> But the pretty, pretty old, uh, but I don't think it will be shakable. If we want to go into Berkshire Hathaway a little bit, right? I don't think mm. it will be shakable because they have um, the transitioning planned out and stuff already. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They already have the who's next in line. They yeah. they already planned out everything, and the stock is at three hundred thousand per share. Who the fuck yeah. can afford that, right? There's no yeah. way people straight day trading it, and no one's gonna panic sell it or whatever. People who has who can afford three hundred thousand dollars bucks per share, right? They are not worried for the rest of their lives, like usually. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. care if the stock market crash. <laughs> they exactly. don't care. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's the thing. Now. But wrapping up, I think Starbucks is a good company, but mm. it will not make my portfolio because uh, I don't like the business uh, generally, mm-hmm. but I also don't like coffee. So <laughs> that's why. So as long as I don't like coffee, I'm not investing in Starbucks. So if someone better jumpy me or do some black magic on whether <laughs> I like coffee, then I'll invest in Starbucks. How about you, Nico? Um, yeah, again, I just like highlight it's been a great business. They've done great with their branding and marketing. 
it's known worldwide and you know people are drinking coffee on a daily basis so they're in a good segment but for me i don't think it makes my cut because i'm quite uh, hesitant strict. Like, strict. No, i wouldn't say strict like, i'm quite hesitant in terms of my investments right so for me to find a company to invest in it's quite uh, a lot of criteria have to be met and from what i can understand this company has a lot of they have taken on a lot of debt but what they are doing i don't think will be able to cover the debt that they have chosen to take on take on so mm-hmm. actually if you look at their stores the number of stores are still growing but i think in the years to come we will see the dynamics start to shift lah instead of more stores we might have more stores closing and instead of more company owned stores we will probably see more licensed owned stores but if you if they are doing that then you must understand as an investor that they are doing that for survival purposes they're not doing that because that's what they want to do mm. because again you have to remember the margins are higher for company owned stores not licensed <laughs> stores yeah so Fair they're doing that for a survival basis not on a prof- not for profit basis mm. so When, again like i mentioned earlier i would have just wanted them to you know try out different markets try out different segments have another business running on the side or acquire a company that's already doing something you know acquire a logistics company i don't care <laughs> just yeah. you know do something else just acquire But, amazon dude what the hell oh, right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> like yeah But, Yeah, I mean that's that's our take on Starbucks, ah. Uh. Hmm. But I, before we wrap up, right, I just want to say, if like you said, uh, they were struggling to, they're doing it just to survive, right? Not struggling. Mm. That that's my own wrong word. They were doing it. They're doing that to just to survive, right? Um, what I have that in mind is that if a kid is in the middle of a pool and he's just keeping his head above the water, and he's not very good at swimming and he's struggling, it's just a matter of time before he sinks, and. Mm. <laughs> If they don't find a way to throw him afloat, there's really no way it's going to stay afloat, right? Mm. So do your own yeah. due diligence. This is not financial advice. Uh just because we don't like the stock doesn't mean that it does it's not right for you, okay? Don't don't mm. get us wrong, right? Sure. Uh, it, it might be perfect. It might go 2x 3x within the next 3 days. We this is nothing 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 impossible, right? Yeah, so, exactly. But is it probable? Probably not. So that's the thing. But yeah. yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a great day ahead or evening or whatever time you guys are listening and have remember to think before you invest, guys. Happy investing, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're still here at the end of the podcast, do follow this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To catch all the latest episodes from us, you can follow our Instagram page at ringettodollar_underscore. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I will see you in the next episode. But remember to always do your due diligence before investing. Till next time.